Welcome to Focus Schools podcast, Leading for Impact. Uh, my name is Brett Bishop, and I'm thrilled today that um, we have uh, uh, three of us here to talk a little bit about the work that we do at Focus Schools, joined by my good friend, Kathy Crum. How are you, Kathy? I'm great, Brett. Thank you. And we are so excited because we have our good friend and colleague, uh, Carrie Purcell, here to uh, talk to us today. How are you today, Carrie? I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Brett. With two of my favorite people in the world on the screen at the same time, it's so great to have this podcast opportunity. Today, we're going to be talking about the center, of basically, of our work and this idea of leading with a leadership framework and the focus frameworks that we put so much time and effort and energy in. And we're excited to do a little discussion around how we see this impacting schools and what, what it's doing for um, the, the students that we so appreciate and the work that they're doing in each of the schools that we serve. So, Kathy, I want wonder if you might just uh, help get us started. Yeah. So, you know, I've been working with the framework for a long time and I just can't even explain how valuable it is to have something just to really ground this work. And so, um, Carrie, I'm just always really fascinated about, you know, where did this come from and can you teach us a little bit about the framework and why it's important, you know, just kind of give us an overview. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Kathy. Um, so as Kathy said, most of us, all of us on the team, in fact, have been working with this framework for decades now. And the original founders really have this belief, and we still believe it today, that educators work really, really hard. They do everything within their power to serve students with excellence. And sometimes, as we know, they're not always working smart because they're overwhelmed with all of these to-dos that aren't centered around sort of this North Star. And so years ago, the focused leadership framework was birthed. It served as and still serves as a school or district's North Star. It creates a frame by which the improvement work can happen. It helps folks to let go of things that no longer serve them. Maybe they were doing it, but it wasn't really serving the purpose um, or the uh, achieving the goals that they desired. And so through the years, we have sort of customized this framework to really think about nine really common um, sense strategic ways of doing business in support of all students. And so we start with this notion of getting the school and the district ready for this work by thinking about our first three frameworks. And so framework one really talks to this notion of how are we continuing to think about how we are strengthening leadership, either in the district or in the schools, to help support all students. Number two, we are always helping schools and districts, and this framework is helping schools and districts think about how to empower teams, because the job of the superintendent or the job of the principal is too complex to do alone. And so we really work with schools and districts to think about establishing an instructional leadership team and empowering them to lead this really important work. Framework three really addresses the idea of how are we growing a culture um, that is focused on ensuring that everyone feels welcome, everyone belongs, and everyone feels invested and valued in the work. So those are sort of the first three pieces, and they're, and they're somewhat new, in fact. Um, we've learned some of these things um, and the value and the importance of them uh, post-pandemic. Uh, and how important it is to really think about this idea of growing the leaders so that we can support the improvement work, which leads us into framework four, which is really around 
How are we inspecting what we expect and celebrating our accomplishments by looking at data in a really strategic way to identify our framework five, a targeted learning focus. And that's sort of the heartbeat of this entire framework. It's the one thing that we want all students to know and be able to do, not only in school, but to be able to, to remember this as they move through life. So again, this targeted learning focus is based on what the data say, says is working and not working and ensures that all students are able to access what they need to be successful. But we know that that's not enough. And so framework six really addresses this idea of if this is the targeted learning focus, if this is what we want all students to know and be able to do, how might we then implement a small set of practices or tools that will help them to achieve that? And so districts or schools may have um, identified a practice like accountable talk or um, showing what I know both orally and in writing, a small practice that will help students to get better at their North Star or their targeted learning focus. So once we've identified those practices, we feel it's only fair to empower our staff members by developing a really targeted PD plan that helps them get better at implementing those practices. So that's framework seven, and it's around constructing a targeted improvement plan. The last two are really about this notion of how are we um, reaching beyond the laws of our school or our district to partner with family and community, as well as optimizing our resources to support all of this work we're doing. So at the end of the day, um, our focus leadership framework is really that. It's just a frame to help people work smarter, not harder but for, our, for their students uh, by really thinking about what is the data saying is working, what is the data saying is not working, and what are we going to do about both through the growth of leaders at every level. Thanks, Carrie. And when you were talking about that, there's so many things that come to mind for me, but but one of one of the things that I think about is when we're doing this work with schools and we know, you know, the answer in these schools is not for people to work harder or longer because, I mean, we're all already exhausted and the days are already long and the weeks are already long. But how, how can you help us to understand the, what you just described? How can it help those folks to maybe be able to work smarter so they are getting the results they want through that incredible amount of effort and energy that they're putting in? Yeah, that's a really good question, Brett. Thanks for asking. You know, I think in all of our experience, we can remember when we were leaders and we felt as though we were going a quarter of an inch deep and leaving the end of every day completely exhausted and feeling really um, as if the wind just is, is coming out of our sails and, and we're not we're not moving forward in any in any kind of uh, logical way. And so really, if we go back to that, that sort of that heartbeat, the center of our work around committing to a targeted learning focus, that allows us to build an improvement plan that is connected to what kids need um, that's so targeted that we feel like we can get some traction that's supported by professional development um, that's driven by an ILT uh, and that allows us to say no thank you to the initiative-itis that often occurs in schools and districts, especially now when the achievement gaps are so wide and it feels the mountain is so steep um, that people often give up before they even get started. 
So in our experience, even now coming out of a pandemic, our experience when schools commit to this targeted learning focus and they figure out a way to measure growth every four to six weeks through an internal accountability system, they actually get super excited because they see tiny incremental progress that gives them hope that better days are ahead, not only for for themselves as leaders, but for the kids that they really get to serve. And and for us in this work, and I know we have countless examples of this, that's, that's usually what it takes, just that small glimmer of hope that things are getting better when sometimes it feels like you're working against all odds. And so we think we think that this this is really the key to helping them see that. Yeah. And Carrie, as I was listening to you, I was thinking about a district that I'm working with and how you started at the beginning. And um, we're just doing the first three, the strength and leadership and empowering teams and working and growing a culture of belonging. And just um, just some impact that I've already seen with this, for one thing, is that just the words strength and leadership and empower teams, they permeate all their sentences now. They can take their um, they can take their their activity that they do and they say, oh, well, that's a strengthening leadership activity. Oh, that's an activity that empowers teams that we're doing. That's one thing. And the second thing is, um, if you go to the website and look at our framework, there's some um, explanations of, of each of these that are a little bit longer. And oftentimes the schools that I'm working with can see themselves already in those explanations. And so as you were talking about people feeling um, a little a glimmer of hope, they, they feel empowered and they feel validated that, oh, wow, I guess we already are doing some of this work. So that's some impact I've already seen just in the first, I've had two trainings with the district so far this year around this, and, and it's really, really already sinking in. But do you have some other examples of impact that you um, could tell us? Yeah, one of the things that's really excited now that schools are open and we're back working in schools and all of those great things is going on learning walks. And I get such a kick out of walking in classrooms and students coming up and saying, hey, miss, hey, miss, did you know we're a critical thinking school? Let me show you my my critical thinking uh, piece of work or whatever the case might be. Just seeing the kids excited um, about being back in school and being able to show what they know in creative ways. To me, that gives me sort of this momentum and joy to just keep on keeping on. And and, and it happens not only in, in high schools, but also with the littles as well. Um, in elementary schools, kids are wanting you to stop and listen to them read because they're trying to be able to understand what they read because, miss, our targeted learning focus is around me being able to tell you about what I just finished reading. So it gives our students and our staff a sense of direction and a sense of hope and a sense of belief that I might not be where I want to be yet, but I'm making progress. I bet you have a bunch of examples too. Well, I I think to me, it's interesting too, you mentioned that one of the things that can happen in school is that we can get a bleak outlook fairly quickly because we know we're exhausted. We know we can't work any harder and we're not seeing the progress. And what the framework sometimes really helps us to do is to reverse that kind of thinking. And as soon as we get that big snowball snowball rolling in the wrong direction to go back in the right direction, it actually can work the opposite, where exponentially we start to gain by 
having the idea of saying, well, we're going to define how we're going to measure progress. And then we measure it. We are going to communicate relentlessly about progress um, because that, that isn't the way the world functions. I mean, you know, it's not the way the world is acting right now. So when schools can say, oh, no, that's not the way we're going to act. We're going to find that progress and we're going to celebrate it and we're going to point out where we're going next. And to me, the optimism that comes out of that is remarkable in schools. And I think it also can be the impact that well, I was in a session today with an ILT. And I think when we are able to pick pieces, you know, what my superintendent used to say, you know, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. And if you're thinking about eating an elephant, you'll never be successful. But if you think about eating a small bite, you could do it. And so when we start thinking about these things as, oh, there is something to do here. And this doing this thing is giving us progress. When I had, um, you know, the experience today of a team talking about, well, we know that we, with, through these best practices, we we can get kids to read better because we did it already. They didn't need someplace else to tell them that research. They saw it. They knew it because of their own work. To me, that was really powerful. That was really powerful to see. And I was thrilled to see that from for them. So um, I think it's it's one example that happens a lot. It's so clear too, like the example that you just gave and the examples that both of you gave, you can say, okay, and and what just happened is, and you can go back to the framework and be very clear about this is something that you were successful at because there's so much words happening in schools and in um, meetings all the time. And so to be able to just say, okay, you just strengthened the leadership of your school. You know, you just worked on your targeted learning focus. You just showed growth. I think that is, you know, just makes people feel like they've accomplished something. Yeah, I'm really glad both of you um, shared some stories because it reminded me, oftentimes when we introduce this focused leadership framework, people think, oh no, this is going to be one more thing. Uh, and what they soon discover, especially when they think about empowering their teams and really working with their ILT, is they're already doing all of these things. It's systematizing what they're doing and aligning what everyone is doing as separate classrooms into sort of this one long journey. And that's really freeing for people when they can when they can say, Kathy, exactly what you 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 said. Oh, I we we already see ourselves in this. Of course you do because you're already doing all of these things. We're just helping you clean it up, line it up, and align it to that one thing you want students to not be able to do. And and when that happens, to me, it it also validates people in the idea that you know when you care a lot, when you try really hard, good things can happen. And I always felt like that that was my that was when I was a principal that was the thing that was breaking my heart because I was looking around my school and I was seeing people really cared about kids and really tried hard and stayed late and you know came early and all of that and we weren't getting the results so it was heartbreaking because you know to see that happen and to realize well really that's be not because of their efforts aren't enough it's because we don't have a system wrapped around their efforts that can help to make them successful um, and I think that's the brilliance of leading with a framework that becomes so helpful I guess um, one of the things that I know for sure is that the three of us could talk about this forever because we love it so much and it's you know starts to become part of you as you do this stuff this work but um, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart it's so great to um, talk with both of you um, because of the respect and admiration I have for the work that you do in schools all the time and and I know um, collectively the three of us have such admiration for the clients that we get to support and the students that we get to serve. So thank you uh, both for your time here today. 
And um, just want to say to those who are listening, we really appreciate you taking time to uh, listen to this podcast. And we hope that you will connect with us in multiple ways, not the least of which is through going to our website or finding our social media pages on the website. And because we love to hear your stories in addition to the stories that you see on there from schools that we work with. So please um, like and follow us and join us in uh, chronicling your work so we can learn from you. Um, and we thank you for all the work that you're doing every day for kids that you serve. Um, and hope you both have a wonderful day. Thanks again. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Terry. Brett, Kathy.